Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Rants, Raves, Questions, and Quotes. This is your host, Mr. Rants, and uh, as the calendar goes by, we are starting Season 6. For those of you that know how I count, which is poorly at times, this is actually our sixth month of doing these podcasts, so... We've explored a lot of ground, and we're going to continue to explore a lot of ground, Ex- continue to have uh, even more uh, interviews. Uh, I'm lining them up as we speak, and uh, we're going to be having a lot more fun. So I look forward to uh, the journey ahead, but I have to go through the preliminary precautions as always. I am not, not, capital letters, N-O-T, not a licensed theologian. I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a licensed doctor, clinician, any of that thing. I'm not a professional or anything with regards to that. So, if you get triggered, upset, oh well, you'll live. But, if you're willing to debate, talk, and express your feelings, I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, I can be reached as always at mrrants50 at gmail.com or via my blog at myrrqq.wordpress.com. We've had a lot of positive feedback from uh, the Terry interviews, and hopefully there's more to come with Terry and uh, maybe even some more surprises. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking with me. Uh, We have grown exponentially uh, since we've switched over to the Podbean format. So, you know, yeah, we've got listeners all over the world now, uh, hundreds of downloads. I mean, I was blown away uh, with the amount of, of listenership and downloads in, in this last month. So anyway, thank you for joining us and uh, stay tuned. OK, welcome, everybody. We've got a big one to unpack today. And I know I know I just said in the previous podcast that you should look up Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens, and all of the other ones to get the truth, to find out what's going on there. But I realized some of you may not know, some of my listeners may not know, may not have the time to listen to as many as I do every day. So I'm going to break with the rule of not playing as much of the sound clips, and I'm going to play the sound clips. Because I think... The more people hear this, it's not on the news. It's going to get out. People are going to listen. People are going to learn what, you know, scumbags we really have currently in the current administration. I would love to have found a, uh, well, I have the, you know, uh, let's go Brandon chant, but I would love to have gotten a Make America Great Again chant just for this, this episode because, this is just remarkable. For, so let's start off with the Daily Wire, uh, Morning Wire clip, and uh, then we'll discuss it a little bit. FBI agents searched President Biden's home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, on Wednesday as part of a search for classified documents. That makes three known locations where searches have taken place in recent months. 
And now reports say that the National Archives were blocked from telling the public about the classified documents back in November. Joining us to discuss is Daily Wire senior reporter Daniel Chayton. Hi, Daniel. So first, what do we know about this new search and what does this mean for the investigation? Well, this latest search shows that the Justice Department's investigation is expanding. Biden's personal attorney, Bob Bauer, released a statement Wednesday morning announcing what he called a, quote, planned search at the president's beach house in Rehoboth, where Biden spent the weekend a couple weeks back, by the way. Bauer put out a second statement after the search, announcing that no documents with classified markings were found at the property. However, he also noted the DOJ took some materials and handwritten notes that appear to relate to Biden's time as vice president for further review. Okay, so no materials marked classified, but some documents of interest. This latest search seems to have come out of nowhere. Do we know if this was a surprise to Biden, too? Well, not according to Biden's attorney, Bauer. He said the search was planned ahead of time and in accordance with the agency's standard procedures. Now, we have seen a bit of a pattern in which the media and the public are in this constant game of uh, catch-up. That includes CBS News revealing just this week on Tuesday that federal investigators searched Biden's office at the Penn-Biden Center months ago after Biden's legal team reported finding classified material there. Classified documents have also been found at Biden's home in Rehoboth, and some of them date as far back as Biden's time as a senator. Right, so 14, 15 years ago. Meanwhile, we now have reports that the National Archives were actually blocked from revealing that the classified documents were found at the Biden think tank back in November. What do we know so far about this? Well, not much, but Congressman James Comer, who's the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, is trying to get to the bottom of it. He said his panel conducted an interview with the National Archives General Counsel, and they learned the agency had prepared a statement on classified documents found at the think tank only to be blocked by the Justice Department. If you recall, we've been told the documents were discovered in early November, days before the 2022 midterm elections, but that discovery was only disclosed to the public last month. Here's Comer demanding answers during an interview Tuesday night on Fox. Nothing that Joe Biden's done with respect to mishandling these classified documents is normal. Take into consideration that he's also being investigated for influence peddling with our adversaries around the world. And it's even more concerning. Have there been any other reactions from Congress to all this? Quite a bit, actually. The Senate Intelligence Committee was outraged last week, saying they were being, quote, stonewalled by intelligence officials after they received a briefing. The Justice Department followed up with a letter to committee leaders saying it's working with the Director of National Intelligence to give them something. Meanwhile, Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan sent a letter last month demanding a wide range of records and communications from the DOJ, as well as the White House. The response he got was largely a rejection, which sets the stage for possible subpoenas. Jordan actually told CNN last week that lawmakers are, quote, definitely looking at asking for documents via subpoena. So we'll see where this goes. It sounds like there's more action coming from the GOP on this. Danny, thanks for joining us. That was Daily Wire senior reporter Daniel Chaden. Okay, let's break that down. The Justice Department ain't giving up shit. There have been no leaks as to what was on any of these uh, supposed paperworks. However, big however, within minutes of them raiding Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, they found paperwork. They spread it out on the floor, took pictures, told us there were possible nuclear codes. It was all over the news. Why? Why, 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 why were they going after him? Hmm, I wonder, I wonder. 
He said, drain the swamp. And God, I wish he had drained it before he got out. But 80 million people can't be wrong, right? They voted this asshole in. So he's in, he's staying in, and he's, uh, you know, covering his tracks. And the Justice Department and the media are right there helping him. Nobody is talking. Nobody's talking about this. They found this shit in November, right before the midterms. But they're being transparent. They've been a transparent presidency. They've been a transparent administration. How come they weren't transparent and told us about this? Hmm, I wonder. Could it have been because uh, they knew damn good and well his ass would have a whole Republican Senate and and uh, House of Representatives if, it, if they had? Hmm, kind of makes you wonder. Also... As you're going to hear, briefly mentioned in the, the, the Dan Bongino part I'm going to play next, the uh, Treasury Department is not forthcoming with information either on the dealings with Hunter Biden. Why not? Well, you'll find out. Because strangely enough, there's a thing that the banks have to do that if they noticed an, noticed an impropriety, an impropriety. They have to fill out a strategic accident report or suspicious something or other report. It's, it's, it's SARS or SARS or whatever. It's an acronym. It stands for a fucking report that they fill out if they notice something that's, uh, that's kind of hinky, kind of, kind of weird, messed up. There are over 150 of those so-called reports dealing with Biden and Hunter and the Biden uh legacy the biden family and they're not forthcoming with that gee i wonder why but we'll discuss that also also the fbi is not at least at this point today not going to raid hunter biden's house to check for any classified documents well gee hmm that sounds like a perfect fucking hiding place to me Especially if I'm hiding some shit like uh, you'll hear in uh, the next little clip. So let's check that one out, shall we? Folks, here's where this story gets. We, we're getting into crazy pills territory here where you would never believe this. You'd never believe this if it was written into a movie plot that the corruption could be sitting right in front of your face. And the media would ignore the biggest political scandal of all time. Joe Biden's kid is being paid off by a company where this guy, Kolomoski, this billionaire in Ukraine, has an interest. Kolomoski also has a big financial interest in a bank that's sending payments to Biden, Inc. They're trying to keep Kolomoski out of the United States so nobody can talk to him. While a prosecutor investing, investigating Kolomoski in Ukraine, Shokin, Biden's on tape demanding he get fired in a protection operation for Kolomoski and Privat Bank sending his son payments while they hide the record likely of the payments and the suspicious activity reports using our Treasury to do it. Here's where it gets really crazy. Fred Lucas. Kolomoski was a supporter of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and owned the TV network where Zelensky previously was a comedian and an entertainer. But he's so eager to... And let me be clear, Vladimir Putin is a total thug. What he's doing to the citizens of Ukraine is unforgivable. I say that as a human being. 
Having said that, us just blindly getting involved with Zelensky and others, while not asking questions about our previous relationships there and potential corruption in the Ukrainian piggy bank, which I wrote about in my book. It's literally the first chapter called Insane in Ukraine and Follow the Money. While ignoring all this is just straight up asinine. Ukraine has been corrupt for a long time. Kolomoski is Biden's guy. They've been covering up for him for years. They're not sanctioning him because they don't like him. They're sanctioning him to keep him out of the United States and to keep the financial records and the SARS, likely from Privat Bank to Biden Inc., off the public record. Why is nobody talking about this? And Kolomoski's buddy-buddy with Zelensky actually owned the company he worked for before. Now, does the Trump impeachment make sense? Who was Trump on the phone with? With the call where there was an alleged quid pro quo. We're not going to give you weapons unless you give me Hunter Biden information. That was the allegation, right? Who was he on the call with? Zelensky. You thinking what I'm thinking? Was Trump set up? Pfft, hell yeah, he was. Now I want to know what Zelensky knew about it. Trump starts asking questions about this whole corrupt relationship. Biden Inc. getting money from this bank and this Ukrainian billionaire. Dumping a prosecutor looking into him. Trump starts asking questions about it. And all of a sudden, the record of the phone call gets exposed from a fake whistleblower who worked for Joe Biden on the Ukraine portfolio. Media piles right on. Turns out the call was with Zelensky. Oh, who, by the way, knows the guy very well. They're protecting Kolomoski. Now we're getting into super crazy pills next. I want you to listen to this. It's a phone call you probably haven't heard before. This is a recorded phone call from Joe Biden and the president of Ukraine before Zelensky, Poroshenko. Poroshenko's team is alleged to have recorded this themselves. Who leaked it? I don't know. There's been a number of theories on that. It's a recorded call with Biden. You haven't heard about it, right? Here, Biden's on the phone with Poroshenko. Poroshenko, the same guy in the video before about, well, son of a bitch, we fired the prosecutor. That recorded uh, thing he said about firing the prosecutor, he's telling you about a conversation he had with Poroshenko. I want you to listen to this. Listen, the audio's not great. It's not Joe's fault. It's a recorded phone call, and Poroshenko has a really thick accent here. But here, Biden's on the phone with Poroshenko, And you know what's really strange? If you listen closely towards the end, there's about a minute and 37 seconds. There's more of it, but it goes on to other stuff. He talks about an IMF loan, more money headed to Ukraine. Oh, gosh, that could be in jeopardy here. Kind of like he said, fire the prosecutor or else in the last one. And he mentioned specifically that it's probably a good idea you guys close down that bank, Privat Bank, owned by Kolomoski, who is sending money to Biden Inc. Let me ask you one thing before I forget. Privat Bank... Um, uh, I understand, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the governor of the bank is, uh, is tentative about setting a date certain for the transition to take place. And I'm being told secondhand that, I don't know if this is her position for sure, that she is unsure of a date until she gets an agreement from you. I told, here's what I told them. I told them to get back to her and set a date, and I would talk to you about the date. Um, because this is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, 
I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the private bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. I know it's difficult. I know Kolomorsky is a pain in the ass and a problem for everybody, but, um, but it really is critical. Mm. Haven't heard that before, have you? Biden's on a call with the Ukrainian president saying he's really worried that Trump may do something with the money over there before he, quote, knows the details. And that, yeah, you should really close that Privat bank, you know. Be a real shame if you lost that IMF, International Monetary Fund loan, too. By the way, it could be a threat to your physical and financial security. Gosh, it's weird. Joe Biden's a foreign agent. It's crystal clear. Oh, I'm not done. It's kind of interesting that Joe Biden mentions the IMF money, because that's different than the money he threatens in the initial, well, son of a bitch, we weren't going to give him money unless he got fired. This is different money. It's almost as if the Ukrainian piggy bank that I've been warning you about now for years since I wrote my book about it, it's almost as if the Ukrainian piggy bank had roped in a lot of global elites, even some of them at the IMF. Did they know about this? Were they involved with these threats as well to get rid of these prosecutors looking into the global piggy bank? Stay tuned. I got more. Don't go anywhere. Folks, that recording there, which you probably never heard before, is the single most disturbing thing I think I've ever heard from a president, former vice president, even an influential U.S. politician. Gosh, you really need to... Do something about that Privat bank. You know, if you don't, gosh, the IMF loan may go away. And, you know, your physical and financial security. Now, there's a significant disagreement over is that a threat? I'm not sure. Biden, he's so stupid. Who knows what he's winking and nodding at. But what makes me believe it is, ironically, are a bunch of fact checkers. I'll get to that in a second. Whenever, what's my rule about fact checkers? Whenever the fact checkers harp on something and they zone right in to tell you it's in fact fake, what does that mean? That it is in fact probably true. Because what fact checkers do is they work with social media companies to reduce the distribution of stories like the Hunter Biden laptop because they are full-time Soviet activists. They're not really fact checkers. So I always go to fact checkers. And when I see something in a fact check, I always assume that the story they're trying to tell you is for a reason and it's typically false. I'll get to that in a second. Strange again that Biden during that call starts discussing this IMF loan, which again is separate from the U.S. loan he was talking about in that piece, threatening to fire Shokin, the prosecutor looking into Kolomowski and all this stuff. Looks like exposing the Ukrainian piggy bank threatened a lot of global elites. Here's factcheck.org. They seemed really concerned about Trump looking into this. Matter of fact, the title of their fact check by, again, the disgraced Eugene Kiley yeah, probably an embarrassment to humankind because he writes at factcheck.org, couldn't get a real job. Trump twists the facts on Biden and Ukraine. Oh, he does. <laughs> As they do what, Joe? Twist the facts on Biden and Ukraine. Hmm. 
He notes so strangely in the piece, because he's kind of forced to, because it's public, that the U.S. was not alone in pressuring Ukraine to fire the prosecutor Shokin, who ironically was looking into Hunter Biden, Kolomoski's Burisma, and Kolomoski's Privat Bank, sending money to Biden Inc. So, gosh, the IMF was looking at firing him too? It's almost as if the Ukraine piggy bank, again, had its tentacles in everyone. In February of 2016, IMF Managing Director Christine Lagarde threatened to withhold $40 billion unless Ukraine undertook a substantial new effort to fight corruption after the country's economic minister and his team resigned to protest government corruption. That same month, a reform-minded deputy prosecutor resigned, complaining that his efforts to address government corruption had been consistently stymied by his own prosecutor general, Victor Shokin. You see how they frame this? You you guys picking up on this? Factcheck.org, an obvious scam site where you've got to read everything through the dipsy-doo flipperoo line is saying, oh my gosh, this guy Shokin was so corrupt and these corruption prosecutors wanted him gone and all this other stuff. So do the flipperoo, what does that mean? The flipperoo means exactly this, that the anti-corruption prosecutors who wanted Shokin fired were corrupt trying to fight the anti-corruption Shokin. You guys get it? You pick it up on all that? Mm-hmm. You got to read all of this in reverse. It's, it, I know it's difficult, but you got to flip everything around. The fact checkers work for Soros type operations and things like that, big liberal NGOs and things like that, to shut down inconvenient stories that this prosecutor in the piece uncovered a massive follow the money scheme that indicated Joe Biden and others were foreign agents of Ukraine and elsewhere. The prosecutor who uncovered it had to be fired and they had to cover up the story, so they blamed the prosecutor for being corrupt. How do you know now that story is definitely true? You can just go to PolitiFact, a bigger scam site than even factcheck.org. And here's what they do. Because they don't want to dispute the authenticity of the call between Biden and Poroshenko that I just showed you, that I just played for you. Because they can't dispute the authenticity, but they have a problem. So what do they do, Joe? They couldn't dispute the Hunter Biden laptop either. So social media companies, because they want to make the story go away because it threatens their golden calf god who they got their lips surgically attached to the ass of, they have to suppress the story on social media. So they got to find an angle. So at the end of that call, you'll notice Joe Biden says, listen, uh, Poroshenko, you don't do something about this bank. It could threaten your financial and, and physical security. So, of course, PolitiFact, Sierra O'Rourke, another total life loser, says this is a pants on fire falsity that Joe Biden threatened to assassinate Ukraine's former prime president. Now, notice I I didn't say that. They picked some random Facebook post by some person out there. And now anytime this story in the recording pops up on Facebook and Twitter, this PolitiFact scam thing comes up and makes sure nobody sees it. And does that explain why you haven't seen this story before? Yes, it does. You see how all these groups are funded by left-wing NGOs and stuff, Soros, Pierre Omidyar-type groups, to make sure that you never learn the truth. You're learning. See, we're on Rumble, so we don't have to worry about censorship. We have our own servers. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. You heard it. Absolutely incredible. 
the one person that had classified documents that was allowed, well, maybe not allowed to have them, but allowed to declassify them, was Trump. Trump's the one that, again, in the media, TV, news, everywhere, social media, was basically put into the in front of the proverbial uh, virtual firing squad where, you know, oh, he's a bad guy. He's got nuclear codes. He's going to keep them. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's the only one out of the bunch, Pence, Biden, that had the power to declassify said documents. On the other hand, our illustrious Supreme Leader Biden sitting there blackmailing Ukrainian leaders, shutting down the banks that are funding him so that when Trump comes in, takes control of the presidency and becomes the president, he doesn't, uh, you know, make a mis- misconception because he doesn't understand how things work yet. I think Trump knew exactly how things worked. Remember Drain the Swamp? It wasn't just Hillary. But 80 million fucking voters, according to, you know, the election officials, which I still don't buy, got upset because of some mean tweets, got upset because of what the media was putting out there. Gee, isn't it funny how Trump is making a phone call to the current leader of Ukraine about all this information that he wants looked into with Biden, and yet Biden's guy that they're covering for, that runs the bank, that is funneling the money back to him and giving him the payouts and giving him a hundred of payouts, allegedly, of course. Of course, it'll this none of this shit will ever be proven. Because I don't care how much shit you have. I don't care if we have a stack a hundred miles long on this shit. It's never going to get to it. If the House says impeach him, they may impeach him, but the Senate's never going to go for it. Why? Because enough people didn't get out and vote for the Republican candidates. And why might that have been? Because this story was curtailed until after the fucking elections. Huh. Just like the Hunter Biden laptop was curtailed before or until after the presidential election between Biden and Trump. Russian disinformation. It's Russian false uh, false shit. They, it's all made up. It didn't happen. Oh, yes, it did. It did happen. It's been proven now. But it still wasn't enough. Do you think he gives a shit that you're paying $8 for a carton of eggs? Do you think that he gives a shit that you can't find baby formula? Do you think that he gives a shit that the store shelves are going empty? Do you think that he gives a shit that you're paying $5 for a gallon of gas? No, he's too busy covering his own goddamn ass. He's too busy saving himself. He doesn't give a rat's motherfucking ass about you. Or me, or anybody else. And the doddering old fool, guess what? 
uh, I'm senile. When this shit, if the shit does come out even further, that's what he's going to, that's the card he's going to play. But I guarantee you he'll be fucking uh, mentally acute enough to fucking give Hunter a pardon. Do you think any of these assholes are going to see the light at uh, the, the inside of a jail cell? Hell to the no. Treason. All of it. Treason. And now they're trying to pass in uh, all kinds of new shit. This motherfucker is evil. Still don't think he's evil? Still think he don't give a shit? Right now, <laughs> this was in this in the POTUS Twitter feed this morning. POTUS stands for President of the United States. For those of you that don't know. Says, you shouldn't have to pay an extra $50 to sit next to your child on the plane. Pay a surprise resort fee for a hotel stay. Pay $200 to terminate your cable plan. Or pay huge service fees to buy concert tickets. It's time for Congress to prevent, to pass rather, the Junk Free Prevention Act. But what did he do? One of the comments was, I hate hidden fees like the next guy, but you did just pass the largest climate change bill in history under the title of the Inflation Reduction Act. I commented back to our POTUS, saying, maybe the federal government should stop putting extra junk slash pork in everything that passes through the fucking House and Senate. Where it goes to your desk to be signed into law. Maybe lead by example. Do you honestly fucking think they're going to do that? No. I got some satisfaction by putting the post out. Do you think anybody is going to say, going to look at it and give me two cents? Fuck no. This guy is corrupt as shit. And again, as I like to, only thing that I really appreciate Brock ever saying is don't underestimate the ability for Biden to fuck things up. He's fucked up the country a thousand times old over. But 80 plus million people. They just had to do away with the orange man. Orange man bad. Mean tweets. They didn't like somebody that spoke the truth. And the media is hiding all this shit, so it's not out in the general public. Again, I don't like putting out as much of those bits. I mean, I put out some, but I went extra long with with uh, Dan Bongino's today. Go and follow him. Go and listen to his podcast. Subscribe to his podcast. The only reason I'm doing the clips... As long as I did today, it's because I know that some people that are out there listening, and we've got new listeners, all the time we're getting new listeners, new followers, new people listening, and wanting to hear me bitch. People that feel the same way that I feel when it comes to this happy horse shit. This guy is a grade A number one crook. 
and the only ace in the hole he has is Kamala. That's it. She can't string a sentence together. We're going to go out and visualize because when you visualize, you visualize and you see the things that you visualized. That's not an exact quote, but it's something similar to what she's been quoted as saying and is on record as saying. This is our leadership. These are the people that fucking jacked up the goddamn inflation so much. People are, are, are running their charge cards through the fucking roof. Because they can't afford to pay their bills. They can't afford to eat. They can't afford to buy gas and drive to work to make the money to pay the bills. But there's still a lot of sheeple out there that go, okay. Well, Dan Rather says it. Uh, Lester Holt, MSNBC says it. Trevor Noah, Comedy Central says it. Uh, all these people say it, so it must be true, right? Hell did a fucking know it ain't true. It's not going to come out. And these fucking elitists and these media uh, reporters and media conglomerates are not ever going to fucking admit they were wrong. If the shit hit the major proverbial fan tomorrow and all this shit came to light and everything that I'm sitting here thinking it turns out to be correct, turns out to be correct. They would fucking say, well, we didn't know. We didn't have that information. We, we we only went on by what we thought we had. It's bullshit. It is grade A fucking kiss ass bullshit. I honestly thank God for Dan Bongino and thank God for Glenn Shapiro because or Ben Shapiro because I couldn't do this shit 24 hours a day. I could not get myself mired into as much of this bullshit as they do. This shit pisses me off to no end. The people I know that I meet that feel the same way I do pisses them off to no end. But we have no recourse. We just have to sit here, bend over, take it up the ass, and not even get a reach around. And it's going to get worse. This same illustrious leader that's only looking out for himself wants to do a debt uh, wealth tax. Well, what's a wealth tax, you might ask? Well, let's say you've got a couple thousand shares of Microsoft or Tesla or whatever, and the stock's going through the fucking roof. Well, you're not selling it because you're hanging on to it to see if it goes even higher. But you've got an estimated wealth of $20,000, $30,000. Well, they want to tax you on that stock that you haven't even cashed in yet. It's not yours. That twenty grand that you have in that stock is not your twenty grand until you cash it, until you sell it. They want to tax you on it now anyway. And uh, you bet your ass they're going to fucking want to tax you when you do sell it. 
So let's take a hypothetical here. Let's say you got $30,000 worth of stock. It's going into March or February now. We're in the beginning of February, March, April. <gasps> April tax time. Let's say you got to pay a nice big chunk of change because you have $30,000 in stock options. It's not your money yet because you ain't sold it. But it's potential wealth. So they tax it on it. Well, okay. So you, you are a dutiful uh, American. You hate it, but you pay your taxes. And you sit there and, okay, I got to pay extra taxes on this thirty grand that I don't have. But they say I have because I, I have it, but I don't have it because I haven't sold it yet. So I'll pay the taxes on it. Let's say May. Dun, 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 dun. The fucking ta- uh, uh, stocks tank. Now the shit's worth two hundred bucks. A month ago it was worth twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Now it's worth two hundred. That's all right. You've paid your taxes on it. You paid the government their share, right? Still think they give a shit about you? Still think they give a rat's ass whether you live or die, sink or swim, pass or fail? Like I said, he only cares about one thing. The Biden family name. The Biden legacy. How much money can he have? How much money can he spend? How much pe- things can he scam? People can he scam? How many? He's scamming the whole fucking country. And the media and those so-called 80,000 voters will let him do it. I read uh, the article on the on the the tax thing that I just read to you guys from the tweet, and comment after comment after comment after comment after comment from normal people, people like you and I, red blooded Americans that work hard, that go out and work a job and support their family, and are trying to make ends meet. We're all. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. You're trying to cover up one thing. You 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 know you guys do it all the time in government. Blah 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 blah. Just like I said, over and over and over again. But the Hollywood elitist, yay, go, Mr. President, go go go. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean. I just, uh, it just boggles my fucking mind. And then, and I'll top off the conversation with this, okay? Because I know I'm running long. I know people don't like it when I go over 30, 40 minutes. But I've just got to to to, to go, give you a little bit of this and let you hear this. To be a good father, well, Joe Biden. Hang on, let me back learned it up. Everything I know, I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. And along the way, he's taught me a thing or two about politics and policy as well. <laughs> I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. And along the way, he's taught me a thing or two about politics and policy as well. <laughs> I learned. 
He's the best father. Now, far be it from me. I'm not a perfect father in the slightest, okay? I have made 150,000 mistakes in raising my own children. I am not perfect by any means. But he's the best fucking father. His son is a crackhead. His son was so fucking high, he turned in a laptop that has all kinds of fucking emails and pictures uh, and, and text messages and videos of him smoking crack, sniffing grated cheese, cavorting with prostitutes, telling the world that he what he says goes and his dad doesn't, uh, proving to everybody that he you know he's selling his family name. Giving his father kickbacks, but he's the, you know, his son, but he's the perfect father. And he's taught this guy that? Now, I didn't find out who the, the guy crying about it was, but it's somebody in the suit. It's somebody in the political spectrum. He's the perfect father. He doesn't remember that his own son died from a brain hemorrhage. Yes, the man went over to Iraq or wherever and fought in whatever war and came back, and then he died. He didn't die over there. But doesn't stop him from telling that story every time he turns around when he needs to, uh, you know, use it for his own political gain. Didn't bother to stop him from telling that story when the 13 servicemen and women that were killed over in fucking Iraq, or I'm sorry, Afghanistan, when we botched that withdrawal, didn't stop them. When he's going to talk to, to the family members of those servicemen and women killed because he was an incompetent idiot in getting us out of that country, he still... Yes, my son died in Iraq. Oh, yes, and, and trying to make it all about him. But he's the best leader we've ever had, right? Like I said, 80 million people can't be wrong. And I don't care if you are one of the ones that voted for him. You're never, ever Ever, and I've said it before, I will continue to say it until the day I die. I will never believe. Now, I'm not saying there was major corruption, ballot interference, and all this other shit. I don't have proof of that, but you can bet your fucking bottom dollar. There is no way in hell that that elderly fool got more votes in this country than the first black American president in the history of the United States. No way. I can see him possibly winning the election. I can see him getting enough votes to win, but I don't see him getting more votes than the first ever, not the 50th black president of the United States, but the first, the one, the only black president we've ever had. And this old dodgering codger got more votes than him? It didn't fucking happen. It did not fucking happen. So, you believe what you want to believe. You sit there and you, and you live in your little perfect bubble. 
and maybe, just maybe, the shit's going to hit the fan eventually for you. Because it's hitting a lot of us hard right now. I am fortunate that it's not hitting me as hard as some other people that I am that I know. People that I know that have two, three jobs at a time now. Just to make ends meet. All because of stupidity, stupidity and stupid fucking rules and stupid laws and executive orders that this guy signed in. And... He ain't helping us. But he keeps sending money to Ukraine. The money keeps flowing over there. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Now, I have a family member that went to Ukraine way back in the day. And they're like, well, we got to do something for the people. Yes, the people are suffering over there. I'm sure of it. They, like like Mr. Bongino said in his little, uh, little part of his podcast that I replayed. Yes, Putin's a thug and a half. Putin's doing all this shit and hurting those people. But we're putting this fucking guy Zelensky up on a pedestal. This guy's a fucking crook. This guy is corrupt. And I hadn't thought about it because I didn't know until I heard that phone call. Yeah, that guy knew Zelensky. That guy ran the fucking club where where Zelensky was an actor before he fucking became the, the current leader of the Ukraine. And here Trump is telling him, hey, I need you to look into this guy. I need you to do this or do that or whatever. That's what it was alleged, right? Look into this shit and get dirt on him, right? That's what the quid pro quo impeachment was all about, right? Look into him. I doubt very seriously that Trump knew they were friends. Not Trump and Zelensky, but Zelensky and that other dude. Who I can't pronounce his fucking name. But. Yeah. yeah, Funny how this shit just leaks out. Isn't it funny? And again. As always. I challenge you. Challenge my listeners. If you think I'm making this shit up, if you think I'm off my rocker, if my cheese has slipped off its cracker, if I fell off the back of the truck and hit my head, if you think I don't know what fucking day it is, that I'm just too stupid and I'm just a MAGA Republican Trump follower do or die to the end, if you think that's the case and you think I'm wrong, show me the money. Show me the proof. Show me your side. Because I see the same shit on the local media and the national media. Same old, same old. How good he is. Oh, no, they they didn't. They went straight to the to the the, the Justice Department. Sure, they did. They went to the fucking. Uh, oh, God, I'm just 
fucking so frustrated. My mind is... I can't get my thoughts together. But yeah, if you think I'm wrong, give me your side. We'll sit here and debate it. We'll sit here and talk about it. I'll do a Zoom call with you. I'll do a video conference call with you. I will put you on the podcast. And you can sit there, and as long as it's amicable and uh, respectful, I'll sit there and discuss it with you. And I'll post it. I'll put it up. If you think I'm dead wrong and I'm full of shit and I'm crazy and you're one of the ones that voted for this mess. Put your money where your mouth is. Prove me wrong. Tell me why Trump's house was raided. All the shit was put on display and he was made to look like a fool on national television and the news media and across the social media things. Then Biden does the same thing. We don't hear about it from November, December into January before we hear about it. Why is the Treasury Department and the Justice Department not being forthcoming with the with the information that Congress is demanding they come up with? Why is that? If they got nothing to hide. Why is it? Where you at? Come on. Where's the apology from all those 50 senior inspectors and FBI officials and so on and so forth that said that the Hunter laptop uh, was was Russian disinformation, misinformation? Where's your apology? You might have thought that at the time. You might have honestly thought that at the time and said, hey, it was Russian disinformation. Okay, where's your apology saying, well, I was wrong. I fucked up. I'm sorry. Where's that at? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. I don't hear nothing but fucking crickets from the other side. Yeah, my shit gets slowed down and my... my uh, comments on facebook and twitter up until elon uh got the purchase of it yeah all my shit was fucking slowed down and blocked and shadow banned and all that good shit too all my shit was fact checked which again tell like dan mongino said if you fact check it in earnest and go after it in earnest if these organizations do this over and over and over again that just tells me that you're trying to hide something tells me there's truth in that because I don't know what the fuck it is but people haven't learned if you ignore shit and okay I go outside tomorrow and I say, look, everybody, the sky is green. And it's obviously blue. But if I go outside and I go, look, everybody, the sky is green. Now, I may post that on Facebook and I may get a few few looks, few listen, 
But if every single fucking fact checker comes out of the woodwork and says, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Why are you fighting so hard to prove something that we know is wrong? If you just shut the fuck up about it, it'll go away. If you've got nothing to hide. But you guys are going to extreme lengths to keep this from the people. It's okay when you hated Orange Man, when you hated Big Bad Trump, when you didn't like it because he threw a temper tantrum and said he was going to drain the swamp and made bad tweets. You didn't like it then. You didn't like making America great again. You didn't like fucking bringing jobs back to our country. You didn't like us having the pipeline, having uh, energy independence. No, it's much better to buy these fucking electric cars that the fucking battery dies on it and you got to spend just as much for a new electric car as you do for the fucking battery. Oh, it's great when you're driving it, you know, uh, from Philadelphia down to Florida and you got to stop six times and spend two days of your vacation time charging up and finding chargers for your fucking car because your fucking electric grid is not up to snuff for the whole fucking country enough to charge up the goddamn cars that they want us all to buy in the first place. But let's keep buying. Let's keep buying the shit they're shoveling. Let's keep drinking the Kool-Aid. Let's keep bending over. Please, sir, may I have another? Yes, Daddy, do me up the ass one more time. Because we are getting royally fucked. And until people admit that, and until people see that, and I'm not talking about the elites, I'm not talking about the news media, I'm not talking about the social networks, because they're never going to admit it. But until we as the American people realize that they're trying to divide us, they're trying to ruin this economy, they're trying to bring down this great country, and it is a great country. Any of you uh, people don't like that, go to another country and fucking honestly live there and stay there and see how well it is. Oh, they got free health care over in England. Yeah, yeah, you know, you need a knee surgery. It'll only take you about six months. In the meantime, you still got to get up, go to work, get dressed, move around, be mobile on a on a bum knee that you can't get fixed for six fucking months. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, we could go in and we could break this down by country by country by country. Listen to my podcast with Terry. What's your story? Part one and two. They left for a reason. They left their homeland for a reason. They sold everything they had to get the hell out of Dodge. And now, lo and behold, it's the same kind of shit. Not all of it, because we don't have, uh, have to, you know, armed borders and we don't have to bribe the the, uh, the people with the, the state line to cross over into another state. But there are some similarities between what was going on over there then and what is going on over here now. Think it can't become that? Think again. But, again, what do I know? I'm just a 50-something-year-old guy that gets pissed and likes to hear himself talk. So, anyway, 
As always, please feel free to give me an email, mrrants50 at gmail.com, or leave me a message on my blog, myrrqq.wordpress.com. I'm out there on Twitter, obviously. I just read you the tweet. Look for Mr. Rants, Mr. Rants 50. I forget what I'm under. Uh, If you find me on one thing, I'm under Mr. Rants on Facebook. Uh, I'm out there on the social media sites. Find me. Hit my link tree. You'll find all my sites, all my aliases with the Mr. Rants, the the Rants at Raves, Mr. Rants, Mr. Rants 50, all my names, all the social media sites I'm on, the different formats of the podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, uh, Stitch or Stitcher. We're on uh, Amazon. We're out there. Leave me a message. Like. Follow me. Give me a review. Even if you don't like it. Give me a give me a shit review saying this guy's full of shit. This guy's nuts falling off his crack or cheese is falling off his cracker. The nuts falling out of the tree. Whatever euphemism you want to use. Tell me you're out there. I see the stats. I see the vis- the listenership is going up. I see the downloads are going up. I see that we are hitting people all across the world. People, I sat there for a couple days earlier this week and I didn't post shit. And okay, but I was still getting downloads those days. I was still getting listeners. I drop a new one. Boom, I'm back up to 10, 20 downloads in a day. So I know you're out there. So if you're not coming back and you're not saying that you disagree with me, then I can only assume one of two things. Either, A, you're too fucking lazy to sit there and say anything, good, bad, or otherwise. Or, B, you agree with everything I'm fucking saying. Which is it? You know, we still have freedom of speech in this country. We can still agree to disagree. We can still have an argument. We can still have a discussion. We can still debate things. You don't have to agree with me. I get triggered just like everybody else. Only difference is instead of whining about it and it's not fair and and let's cancel him. I say, let's talk. Let's discuss. So I'm saying it. Let's talk. Let's discuss. Hit me up. Let's have a chat. And let's have a good conversation. And maybe, just maybe... I doubt it, but maybe you might get me to start thinking your way just a little bit, but I doubt it. Nah, not going to happen. But as usual, MrRance50 at gmail.com or my blog, myrrqq.wordpress.com. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Come on. Don't be chicken. If you voted for for Biden, tell me why. Tell me if you still would. Tell me if knowing what I just played, even if it's only a fractional bit of fact. Even if it's only partially true. Would you still do it again? Would you vote for that asshole again? What was so bad about making our country great again and getting jobs and things back in our own country and bringing wealth and prosperity.
back to our, our country. Yes, I know people are going to say, well, it's never been that great. It was never great. Yeah, okay. You can find fault with anything. I'm sure that if you're of a, a different ethnic background, a different race, a different color, yes, you can find something to bitch about. As I did in the in the, in the the woke podcast, you can find something to bitch about the trans community, the gays, the lesbians, the straights, the blacks, the whites, the Asians. Everybody can find something to bitch about. Everybody can find something that they're against, that offends them, that gets them upset. But you still got to keep on living. Because the old saying is, there's only two sure things in life, it's death and taxes. That still holds true for the most part. So, hit me up. Let's chat. Let's talk. Or did I hit the nail on the proverbial head and everything I just said and everything I've played and discussed and talked about and shared from the different podcasts that I listened to? Did they hit the nail on the head? I believe they did. But don't take my word for it. Like I said, subscribe to Daily Wire, The Morning Wire. Subscribe to Ben Shapiro's podcast. Subscribe to Dan Bongito's podcast. Subscribe to Chad Rather's podcast. They put in a hell of a lot more work. All I do is listen to what they say and form my own conclusions. And either, yes, they're, I think they're right, or no, I think they're wrong, or maybe I think they, they, they didn't go into it far enough. But I don't have the team. I don't do all the research they do. I just make comments on what I hear and what I observe and what I witness in my own life, in my own, uh, my own time on this planet. And that's all I can do at this point. So, if you think I'm not crazy, go follow them. Listen to them. And then come back and listen to me. And then we can bitch about it together. So, anyway, that's my story for today. And I'm sticking to it. I'll be back in a little bit with another one or two. Because there are some few others I'd like to discuss. So, I'll see you soon. Thank you.